wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fret. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the and Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening. To you are listening to you are listening. Then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? What's going on, guys? Zach from the Wrestling With Issues Podcast here. Welcome to episode 237 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Tuesday evening. I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Yes, it is Tuesday. I'm feeling good today. Now, y'all, as most of y'all know, I do love me some Sundays. I'm a Sunday guy. Saturdays are cool, but I'm a Sunday guy. Sunday's a good lazy day for me. Uh, of course, talking about Sundays, uh, make sure you check out episode 235 of the YLP podcast. Sunday evening, Love Hate Special, where I talked about last week's episode of AEW Dynamite. And of course, yesterday's episode episode 236 of the YLB podcast, going over the news of the weekend, talking about The Rock becoming the part owner of the XFL, Chris Jericho, and who he would like to work with in AEW. Seth Rollins trying to clap back at AEW fans for the I4 and I match. News on Deanna Perrazzo. Of course, they, of course the, the ratings and all that good stuff. Uh, did I talk about the ratings? No, I didn't talk about the ratings yesterday. My mistake. My apologies. But I got plenty of news on there for you guys. An hour and a half worth of news talk. All the news that's fit for me to talk about. And then we have today. So make sure you check out those two episodes if you have not already. And make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Check out episodes 235 and 236 of the YLB podcast for sure. And thank you very much for your continued support. Before we get into today's episode of the last week this week, uh, guys, I want to let you guys know again that we have new merch for the YLP Collection store. And that would be, of course, ladies, you know I got y'all, and we know you love to steal our clothes. This is facts. We know it. You know it. And you love to steal our hoodies. And, well, well, I could say that you can get yourself some uh, uh, a solid. Hi, Marley. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my intro. You need something? Come on. Join in. Good girl. Have a seat. Good girl. Good sit. Good sit. Good sit, Mama. Yes. By the way, Marley says hello to everyone. Even though she's looking out the window, she says hello to all of the YFLP universe. Because just as much as I do, she loves you too. But getting back into the intro. Um, yeah. We know y'all love to wear our t-shirts. We know this. Try, you can try to deny it all you want. But we know you do. Especially our V-necks. Well, we here at WrestleMania Radio have actually changed that. And now, ladies, you can have your own. YLP Premium V-neck. Premium. Made of solid cotton. Well, is it cotton? Yeah, it's, it's cotton. Premium cotton. It's premium cotton. Okay, shut up. <laughs> uh, let me actually go to the Teespring store, my Teespring store right now. Because I actually want to see what this looks like. Because I want to see how clean this shit looks. If they actually did add it to my, my shit. Hopefully they did. If not, we'll figure it out. There it is. Premium V-neck tee. Premium. Ooh, and that looks so clean. Ladies. 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 Let me just let me just describe what what this is gonna feel like on your body. It is relaxed fit. Alright, clean. I made it of a hundred percent premium soft cotton. Soft cotton. 100%. May, of course, I have... What colors do I have in this? Now, for my collection, personally, I got myself uh, six colors for y'all. I got the uh, lighter... I got a lighter blue. I have the black. Of course, the trademark color of the YLP podcast. The, the red, the black, and the white. I also have it in a darker midnight blue. Actually, it's leaning towards the purple side. Uh, more so of a darker blue. I have it in purple. And I got to say, ladies, if you love you some purple, this this color will look clean on, on you. Uh, I also have it in the, uh, ooh, in the uh, aquamarine, as I'm going to call it. A little teal action. And, of course, for the ladies, the trademark pink, which I think actually come across well with the logo. Um, so six different colors. Um, it's clean. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Um I'm going to tell you right now, $21.99 over at teespring.com slash D-YLP Collection. But that's not all the merch I have. That is not all the merch I have. I also... What the fuck was that? I also have the cloth face mask. Yes, we have a cloth face mask. It is so clean and so so wonderful. So fresh. Um, offers full and... <clears throat> excuse me. Which offers full nose and mouth coverage. Single-sided print includes two six-inch... Elastic ear loops, non-medical grade product, and the best part, with every sale of our cloth face mask that goes across the board, West Relic Radio Collection, um, the HBIC Collection, King Ricky Rosés, um, the Fretzelmania Collection, the Game Changer Collection, and the Delight Collection, $1 from every mask sale, every mask sold, I should say, will be donated to a non-profit to feed children in need. Now, the cloth, mask fa- cloth face mask itself is $14.99, and every dollar will be given will be donated to a nonprofit organization to feed children in need because there are I cannot even tell you how many hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of children out there who do not know where the next meal is going to come from. And that, you know, as a 
uncle of two nieces and uh, a nephew, um, I know at least for a fact that, you know, I know where their next meal is coming from. I know they're going to be fed. I know they're going to eat. But there are some uh, children out there in the world, not just the United States, but mainly the world, that do not know where the next meal is coming from. And with, you know, if you do decide to buy a face mask from any of our Teespring stores, but preferably mine, because this is the Young Lions Perspective Podcast, the YLP Podcast, I think you would look fantastic in a cloth face mask of the YLP Podcast. Yeah, every $1 from $1 can do so much. Just like 17 cents a day can do so much, but we'll talk about that in the next segment. But seriously, think about it. You buy a face mask, you can buy it for yourself, buy it for your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, auntie, uncle and them, cousins, any of them. And knowing that at least a dollar is going to be going to going to a nonprofit to help a child in need of hope, hopefully getting their next meal. All right. And, and I mean, I, I'm a big fan of that. I, I mean, of course, YLP love Mr. YLP loves the kids. Yes, Marley, you love the kids, too. You love Joe. You love the kids. Oh, my goodness. You love. The, yeah, I know. I know you love the kids. I'm, I'm trying to let you. T- I know. I know you love the kids. Yes. Yes. We'll get, the, we'll get to your we'll get to your portion later in the show. I got you, mama. You, you go nay But yes. Every sale of the face mask will go to a nonprofit. Um, unfortunately, we, can, we do not know the organization that we are sending it to, but we do know that $1 will go to a nonprofit to help a child in need to hopefully get their next meal. And with, and I think that's a cool thing. Um, I think we do, we like to do things for a cool cause. So yeah, if you decide, I would say, and, and I've, I've seen the look, I've seen the, what it looks like. Um, again, it's all black mask, the YLP logo on it. It is clean. Fantastic, and of course you do get. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm saying you're doing it for a wonderful cause. So go make sure you head your butt over to Teespring.com/slash/d-dash-y-l-p-collection and not only get yourself a dope face mask, a premium V-neck shirt for the ladies, and any other merch you want to get over there. And make sure that if you do get your merch today, make sure you you know tag your boy. Over on the Twitter sphere or in the uh, Instagram land, hell, you can tag me over on Facebook, and uh, make sure you tag me in there. We'll be able to showcase your merch on hashtag Fashion Friday. Yes, that is now a new one of our new things. I know I'm breaking the fourth wall, but yeah, we like you know Fashion Friday, y'all. So yeah, if you do get some YLP merch, tag me, tag your boy in it, and uh, maybe one Friday down the line, we'll be featuring you. On the Resolatic Radio uh, Twitter page, you'll be you might be featured on my uh, personal Twitter page over on uh, on my Twitter or on my personal Instagram. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, and we're doing it for a great cause. So make sure you head over, get your butt over there, get yourself some swanky ass merch today. With that being said, let us get into a brand new episode of last week, this week, where I talk about last week's episode of NXT and get you primed and ready. Tomorrow night's episode of the Black and Gold Standard. Let's waste no time. No more time. Let's get right into it. I got five things we need to talk about today. Five. Five. Five big things I took away from this week's episode. Oh, I should say last week's episode of NXT. Now, I got to say, I mean, yes, I know AEW won the week in terms of rating. Perfectly fine. You're not hurting my feelings. 
because I love me some Wednesday Night John and abuse with abuse. But this was a solid episode of NXT. It, I've always said this. I've always said this. Trevor May, get you some. Yeah, get Trevor. Whoa, wait, wait. Easy, Trevor. Easy, Trevor May. Calm down. Trevor May. Oh, uh, my bad. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, I am Trevor May over on Twitch and uh, YouTube. Um, and he's actually on the mound right now. I'm watching. The, I got the Pittsburgh Minnesota game on right now. Um, so watching Trevor May, big fan. Even though I'm a true Phillies fan, I would love to have him over in Philly. He'd be great in Philly. Nonetheless, this week, this last week's episode of NXT was fantastic. I thoroughly have always said, and for those of you who have been following me and and, become, and being, of course, a part of the YLP universe, y'all know I say this every damn time we head into a take, takeover season, especially when it's their SummerSlam version, SummerSlam weekend takeover. Because that technically, according to Triple H, is, is there at WrestleMania. It's their big, big show. Big show of the year. And dare I say, they are already, they are already turning it up to 11. Even though it says 10, we turn it up to 11. Alright? We're going to crank it to 11 on that. I mean, how is it every single time we have a takeover coming around, Triple H and his boys decide to be like, you know what? Turn that shit up to 11 real quick, and let's get this shit popping. Speaking of turning it up to 11, the most important thing we will take away from last week's episode, or we should all take away from last week's episode, we are barely into the feud between Keith Lee and Karrion Cross over the NXT Championship. But if you do not think that NXT hasn't turned up the intensity to 11 already, then we aren't watching the same damn show. And yes, I wrote that down. I took notes. Not extensive notes, but I took notes. We've already known that Karrion Cross was uh, pretty much given the jetpack ride. And we were we knew he was gonna he his climb to the NXT championship was pretty much a foregone conclusion. We all knew this. And if you didn't know it, A, where the fuck have you been? And B, um, you should have easily known this. I said from the beginning, when I saw Karrion Cross's uh, highlight video, before he even stepped foot into an NXT ring, I said straight up, this guy is going to be a major problem in NXT. So much so that he liked it. I believe he liked it. I, believe he, I don't know if he retweeted it, but I know he liked it. I straight up said, this man is going to be a problem. So far, so good. But of course, what happened a couple weeks ago with uh, Dominic Dajakovic with Karrion Cross pretty much destroying <laughs> uh, one Dominic Dajakovic in a matchup. And uh, man... Man, did Keith Lee, man, was Keith Lee pissed. Dijakovic told him, no, this is on me. This is my fight. Let me handle it like a man. Oh, he handled it, but he got manhandled. See how I did that there? Um, Wordplay, boys. And lady. 
But seriously, though. Man. Oh, my God. My God. My fucking God. There is no way you mean to tell me. This, this, this feud. This feud is going to be insane. Get ready. It's about to be fucking wild. It's about to be amazing. This is Keith Lee. This is going to be Keith Lee's biggest test today. For Karrion Cross, this is his biggest feud today. All right. So let's get into this segment because I'm telling you, this is this is important. This is the NXT Championship. All right. He is pissed after what Karrion Cross did to Dijakovic last um, two weeks ago. Grabs the mic, gets into the ring immediately. Of course, they're chanting, you know, Keith Lee. Keith Lee is in no mood. I, I, I've been in that mood where I am pissed. I've seen my mom in that mood when she is pissed. And I will tell you right now, I've seen my sister in that mood when she is pissed. When you're quiet before you say a couple words. And uh, insider secret. When I am angry at something or someone. I am very quiet. And when I'm quiet mad. That's when you need to steer clear. For en- this, this is for any person around the world. For the YLP universe. Less- today's lesson is very simple. If a person is very quiet and they're pissed off. Stay the fuck away from them. Because your next move, I'm not saying it won't be your last, but it will be one that you may regret for quite some time. Just going to put that out there. Keith Lee was quiet, man. Grabs the mic and said, let's get something straight. We can talk all day about Dijak telling me no. That he wanted it. But the reality is, Dijak is a grown man. And he's going to be just fine. On the other hand, this man that seems to think the sound of sand is the sound of a clock. I want you to listen, Cross. You have made, clearly made it a point that you want my attention. That you want this championship. And you've done so much extra bullshit. Mind you, I'm, I'm clutching pearls at this point. Because normally, rarely do I ever see words get bleeped out on NXT. And I'm not a prude or anything like that. Trust me. Y'all know how I get down and y'all know what words I say. And um, spoiler alert, uh, explicit words can be said on this show. So if your kids are listening to this, uh, I would advise them to ensure that they have earmuffs on for at least the next couple of minutes. Let's continue on. All of your extra bullshit means nothing when you can't come to me face to face. I'm here doing something you do not have the balls to do. And that is talk face to face, man to man. Cross. I'm calling you out. 
But instead of carrying cross, out comes the Carolina caveman, Cameron Grimes. Thoughts and prayers. Dijakovic? Cross? You should be talking about Cameron Grimes. If anyone should be upset, it's me. Because you gave away the North American Championship before I could take both titles. <laughs> but that's okay. Because I'm here to say that I'm taking that NXT Championship and going straight to the moon. Keith, can you hear me? Look at me, Keith. Can you hear Keith heard you just fine, Cameron. And all you got out of that was a straight-up ass-whooping in response. Now, could you hear that, Mr. Grimes? After Keith Lee tosses him with one hand, hits him with a corner splash, crowd goes bananas, Grimes floundering like a little biatch. Spotlight shine on Keith. And out comes little Miss Scarlet. Her name is like her dress as she stands on the stage. And in pure stupidity, Grimes tries again to run at Keith Lee, but then, oh, sh The cave-in attempt turned into a spirit bomb. Quite a nice spot, by the way. Grimes is twitching in pain. The Scarlet does not move an inch. She waves a hand. And of course, we get to see Karrion Cross on the Titantron. Mr. Lee. What kind of a man makes the choice to stand by and do absolutely nothing while his friend suffers? You did that. And you have to live with that. But for now... I will provide you with two choices. The easy way, where you give me a shot at the NXT Championship. The hard way, you don't even want to know what that is. Because everyone will suffer. Tick-tock. Choices. You want to talk about choices. Cross- Pick the time and the place, and I will whoop that ass. Mm. Reading that gave me chills. Reading that gave me chills. Now, William Regal was not having any of that bullshit. He basically says, good evening, everyone. In light of what we saw between Keith and Cross... I want to remind them both that I will not be bullied into making championship matches. Those opportunities are still and will always be earned in NXT. So, Keith and Karrion want to go. And my, and my apologies to my British squadron. My British accent is not the best. <laughs> I, I, I was not prepared to actually do that. But, um, yeah, we ain't going to talk about that. Uh, shut up. <laughs> what up, though, bruv? But, I mean, it's safe to fucking say that Keith Lee and Karrion Cross will be meeting for the NXT Championship at TakeOver 30. 
It's just a matter of who does Carrion have to go through before he gets his shot. Boy, strap the fuck in for this. Strap the fuck in. It's about to get nasty. It's about to get absolutely fucking nasty. And you know what? I'm all for it. I'm ready. My body is ready for this. Because we've been we've been we've been talking about this, y'all. We've been at literally talking about this. We've literally we, I mean, it's not rocket science. And, and if you think it's rocket science, you're fucking stupid. Even though I am a rocket scientist. And I'm saying that. But seriously, get your get ready. Get ready. Cause Every time NXT has an NXT championship of, of a certain capacity, they go all out. And with Lee and Cross, this shit's going to hit all kinds of different. All kinds of different. This is a different vibe. But this is my kind of vibe. Because I fuck with both of these guys. I know what Keith Lee's capable of, and I know how much potential Karrion Cross has. We are about to see a beautifully done feud. The likes of which Vince McMahon wishes he could book. The likes of which Bruce Pritchard wishes he could fucking book. They've got this. They've got all of this in the palm of their hands. And come August 22nd, Lee and Cross are going to war. Prepare your bodies. Prepare your minds. And most of all, prepare your souls. Because it's about to get fucking epic. Dexter Loomis may be a weird motherfucker. But he knows an opportunity when he sees it. Loomis becomes participant number two. In the NXT North American Championship ladder match on August 22nd at TakeOver 30. I can't believe he's already 30 takeovers, man. How long have I been? Four years. I've been around for half at least. And I've watched at least half of those. I watched the good, I was, I can say, I can easily say I watched the majority of takeovers. I would say at least, at least half, if not close to 20. I haven't seen all of them, but I, I can say for, with, a, with, a, with a proud smile, I have seen at least close to 20. And I've, and I've been rocking with this shit for uh, about five five years now. About five years. And in those five years, man, have I been impressed. And now we're going to see... We're going to see some shit. And Dexter Lewis, becoming participant number two, I'm not surprised with Loomis becoming a participant in this matchup. Now, am I surprised that he was able to beat Thatcher and Balor? Yes. Because my money was actually on Finn Balor to make his way into the uh, five-way match. I had Balor all day. But then again, with Loomis, I'm honestly not surprised. Loomis has been on a roll. And it's insane to me how NXT has been able to not only 
Push, of course, their top names, but been able to build up their mid-card so well. I've always stated their mid-card, a mid-card, a proper mid-card that is properly built can really elevate your upper mid-card and can really elevate your main event scene. It's legit. Honestly, it's legit. And um, I could, honestly, we couldn't ask for a better situation for Dexter Loomis. Think about it. You got Bronson Reed. And you've got Dexter Loomis. Two men who faced each other in the first round of the NXT tournament, NXT breakout tournament, now being involved in their first takeovers at literally one of the big, they're big at the big show of the year. What would be their WrestleMania? What a moment. And Dexter, I got to say, Loomis, torture artist himself, y'all know how much, y'all know how much I love Mr. Loomis. He, he crazy. He looked crazy. But the man can go, and he has really shown up. Fused with Roderick Strong, even though the strap match at the Great American Bash wasn't the best, and rightfully uh, given the worst rating of the night by Dave Meltzer. Um, Killian Dane, obviously. He's really done himself well. And the, the character development of Dexter Loomis has been absolutely amazing. How NXT is able to have all of these characters and develop them so well is, is honestly a beautiful thing to watch. Like when, like when it's one, it's, it's kind of like when, I mean, being a, I'll just be a, a football fanatic for a moment. It's kind of like when you draft a player for your favorite football team. Now me being a Seattle Seahawks fan, I haven't really seen much of that as of late out of our first round picks. And then again, we always trade out the first round. So no, nine times out of 10, we don't always get a first round prospect, but I'll go with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, Went from NC State to Wisconsin. Transferred over to Wisconsin. Did did Penn State dirty. Every time we played him. Pissed me off. Then. But then Seattle drafted him in the third round. And within his first two years, was in the Super Bowl. Now, normally. Normally. You don't really get to your Super Bowl in two years. Then again, if your name is Patrick Mahomes, you also win a Super Bowl and you get about a damn near $500 million contract. And we ain't going to talk about that because I think Patrick Mahomes owes me five bucks somewhere. Um, I don't know if that transfer was over to him or me or, you know, Mahomes hit me up on, on Twitter, fam. I got you. Let me know. We'll talk. But, um, yeah. He did, and now ever since then, he has been in a second Super Bowl. Unfortunately, we all know what happened with that against the New England Patriots. Don't bring it up. Actually, no, I've gotten past it. I'm good. I, I, I'm actually good with it now because uh, I think it's fucking hilarious how because I was just as pissed off as everyone else was. That's just neither here nor there. Um, but Wilson has now developed and from a rookie quarterback that has won a Super Bowl in the second year in his career to now being a franchise quarterback and pretty much the mayor of Seattle in and of it. Hypothetically, you know, figuratively. Um, but he has developed quite well. And it's kind of the way I think about it with NXT. They have developed this man so, so well. And I've been thoroughly so impressed with Loomis. I mean, the way they finished this matchup was crazy. Um, 
Thatcher had um, Balor in the uh, ankle lock, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and just, let me see. I want to make sure I got this right. Yep, Thatcher has the heel hook. Loomis slides out of the ring. Um, watching Thatcher with an uppercut. Thatcher calling away. Balor flops out. Loomis stalking uh, Thatcher. He brings him up, shove him, hits the spine buster. Um, Thatcher stands up, denies the Uranagi, and he hits an end of Zaguri on him. Balor comes back in. Thatcher gives him the dragon screw. Thatcher grabs Loomis by the face, slaps the ever-loving god out of him. Uh, hits the goes to the undercook. Uh, Loomis resists that. Hits a Uranagi right into the silence arm triangle. Um, Balor hits a coup de gras out of nowhere. Balor has to hobble to a cover. Thatcher drags him off. Um, he tries to kick him away, but he gets caught in the ankle lock. Um, Balor is trying to go for the ropes, but in a triple threat match, of course, no disqualifications, no rope breaks. Goes for the uh, great vibes of the leg. It looks as if Balor's about to... Um, and then Loomis slithering into the ring, watching Thatcher, all types of weird, and then easily catches him in the silence arm triangle. Dual submissions going on. Balor's free because Thatcher went to sleep. Thatcher went night-night. Ooh. And Loomis moves on to the... uh... Yeah, Thatcher moves on to the five-way ladder match for the NXT North American Championship in three weeks' time. And I'm excited to see him in this matchup. And I couldn't be more happy with him getting the victory and, and joining Bronson Reed. Two guys who came from the breakout tournament and are now going to be competing for the NXT North American Championship in their takeover debuts. I couldn't be happier for both of them. I, I cannot wait to see what they do at TakeOver 30. This this the, Those two in those matchups is going to be bananas. Whew, my goodness. Now, what we're going to do, um, we're going to pump the brakes real quick. We're going to take a quick break. Um, usually I don't, the intro I went a bit longer than I expected and my apologies for that. But when we do come back, we're going to talk about the remaining three points that I want to talk about from last week. Um, as well, and then of course, y'all know, we're going to get, get you guys primed and ready for this coming Wednesday night for NXT. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, continuing on with uh, this last week's portion of last week, this week, and I didn't want to go over time, because uh, if I did, I would have another 20 minutes in order to do something, but I wanted to stop myself, recollect, and uh, get back into the swing of things. So, let us continue on talking about last week's episode of NXT. The Undisputed Era is back at full force. And it couldn't have come at a better time. This all stems pretty much from what has been going on in the past few weeks. Of course, Adam Cole's. 403-day reign as NXT champion, unfortunately, abruptly ended at the hands of Mr. Keith Lee himself. Roddy Strong can't get a win to save his life, and unfortunately, 
uh, this on last week's episode of NXT. He did have a loss to one Johnny Gargano in what I thought was a fucking dank-ass match. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic match. Hmm. Here's a shocking thought. Here's a shocking fact, actually. This was only their second ever match against each other in NXT. The last match, April of 2019. What? <laughs> if you like, honestly, like, it boggles me how two guys of this caliber have only faced each other twice in NXT. Now, I'm for certain they faced each other plenty of times in the Indies. We all know this. Gargano and Strong are uh, two badass motherfuckers in the ring. But think of it. When, when Gargano and Strong first met, Gargano, I think at this point, was a babyface. And Strong, of course, was part of the Undisputed Era, so he's a hated heel. Now, Gargano's the hated one, and Strong is kind of the baby face. Um, but unfortunately, I, I thought it was a solid match between these two. Um, of course, Gargano hits one final beat, gets the three-count victory. And it they're making this if, you know, the Undisputed Era is very faltering. And throughout the month of July, the Undisputed Era, <laughs> a win was very hard to come by for the UE, and they couldn't buy a win to save their life, even if they had it on credit. Um, yeah, man, it was rough. And who decided to bring his booty back finally? And well, before I even get into that, I want to talk about the Pat McAfee show segment. Um, now, we all heard about the Pat McAfee show thing, and of course, uh, he was on the show with uh, Pat McAfee, he hosts Pat McAfee show, and for some reason, they've always been at odds with each other. Uh, Adam told himself, called him the king of NXT. Called himself the king of NXT. McAfee couldn't help but laugh. McAfee pointed out the Undisputed Era. So when McAfee pointed out the Undisputed Era was a major part of Cole's many reigns, it's smart because you're kind of small. And Cole immediately blew up. He cursed McAfee out saying, it's fucking, fuck, Merton, fuck you, fuck your stupid show. And all this stuff. Now McAfee had to explain, had uh, Triple H on to explain it was a misunderstanding. Um, Cole himself issued a lengthy apology for being a professional. And of course, McAfee's still open to meeting with Cole, talking out and get to the bottom of things. That was a work. <laughs> and if you don't understand what a work is in professional wrestling at this point, I can't help you. But this was an absolute work. Easily. I could tell, I could sniff out a work. That was a work. I watched that. I laid, I literally sat in my chair on my lunch break watching this and I'm just like ain't no fucking way you can tell me that's not a work it's a work um but it came across very I know Marley it, it was good it was good I know um but it, it did what it needed to do and it just adds on to the to what's been going on with the Undisputed Era they can't buy a win and who decided to bring his booty back into the swing of things well of course the last missing piece of Undisputed Era Mr. Kyle Oh, Riley, of course, strong and Bobby Fish, upset with McAfee, all upset with Gargano over the loss. Kyle O'Reilly's like, what the hell is going on? What's going on with you? I'm sick and tired of the Hollywood BS, the excuses, and the setbacks. Do you remember who we are? The Undisputed Era, freaking riding strong. The infamous Bobby Fish, my tag team partner, and Adam freaking Cole. We ran this place since the second we got here. The Undisputed Era is back in business, which means back 
to changing the business. So, how do you change the business, you ask? You go after Imperium. Yeah, that's a thing. You go after the NXT Tag Team Champions. Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Half of Imperium right after their defeat. No, their well, the ass beating they put on Everrise. Out come the Undisputed Era. Cole, Strong, O'Reilly, and Fish. Worlds collide, reignited. And their four on two advantage in beating Imperium down. Super kick for Bartel. No man's land, they're calling it now. We call it total annihilation if you're if you're an ECW fan like myself. But they call it no man's land uh, from uh O'Reilly and Fish. I call it uh Axe and Smash. Uh doesn't matter what you call it. Um the force of super kick and the uh running knee by uh Roddy Strong for Bartel. And they're saying we're the ones who run NXT, not anybody else. We are the Undisputed Era. And I have to say, they're back in business. But we'll talk about their title match going on next week. Or should I say this week uh, in the next segment. But man, oh man. It is good to see all four members back. Uh, good to see uh, Kyle O'Reilly back in the swing of things. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, we missed you. Welcome back. I know you did your settings with, uh, with Roddy Strong. And it was great. Good shit. But now, having, now I don't know what's up with the... Uh, Little front hawk John, you got in the front with the John in the back. I can get past that. Well, you'll get that haircut by the time you even uh, get you prepared. But yeah, it's I'm, I'm happy to see that all four members are back together as a unit. It had that sense of missing, or as or as we say in French, tout me manque. You are missing from me. Literally, that's legit. It's actually legit French, by the way. Yeah, I took French for high school in three years. Three years. Yeah, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, I worked the set and strong. Deal with it. But, um... But, yeah, it was very... It was. It's nice to see all four members back together. Um, as a unit. As a squad. And I could not be more happy. <laughs> I couldn't be happier for these guys. I, it's always good to see them, you know, in the fold. And the crowd is actually cheering for the Undisputed Era. Now, I know for a fact they are nowhere near baby faces. 100%. But. There's no way you can't tell me that you, you didn't miss Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, any member of the Undisputed Era that's out with injury or COVID or anything, it, it just feels missed. And it just feels like, you, you know, they're not a proper unit when they're not all together. And. Right now, it's very nice to see all four of them back in the swing of things. And especially that, you know, O'Reilly and Fish will be gunning for the NXT Tag Team Championships against Imperium. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But again, it just feels really good to see all of them back in the swing of things. And we'll just, it's just, you know, it's going to be so much fun to watch these four back in, the, back in the fold. My, oh my, do the Cruiserweights always come out to play or what? We got cruiserweight action, and y'all know I love me some cruiserweight action. With Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jake Atlas going up against each other. Now Isaiah Swerve Car, Isaiah Swerve Scott is on the warpath to take on Santos Escobar 
and the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And given the fact that we saw that little uh, vignette that we got from Swerve, safe to say, Swerve's going to be getting a little bit of a push. Um, this match, though, with Jake Atlas, I have to say, may I, I honestly have to say, I, oh man, I am very, I have been very impressed by this man. But, um, I've just been so pleasantly surprised by how Jake Atlas gets down in the ring. I already knew how Swerve got down because I've always, I've seen him at Wrestle Circus plenty of times and I've seen him in the Indies, but I have not seen a I have never personally seen a talent like a Jake Atlas before. Now, as most of y'all know, Jake Atlas is a is gay, but as I've always said, I don't care if you're straight, gay, transgender, white, black, yellow. You could be Kool-Aid red for all I give a damn. If you can go in the fucking ring and you can impress me, shit, you got my attention. Jake Atlas has my attention. And these two, Swerve and Jake, let me tell y'all, let me fucking tell y'all, they have chemistry. You can't teach it. You just let you just put two guys in the ring, and if it works, it works. These two work. It is this. This is the literal peanut butter and jelly type of chemistry that I always strive for, always and forever. It is those two put now, mind you, the fact that they're cruiserweights makes it even better. The fact that they're cruiserweights and they do a spinning torture rag bomb off the top. Okay, complete shots, um, rainbow DDT attempts, the house call with the you know, with Atlas stuck in the tree of whoa, a JML driver that I haven't seen in quite some time. Um, you know, the fact, that, the fact that Jake Atlas is calling one of his moves the climax, which is the old Dirty Deeds, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like that shit. But yeah, I mean, the way the Atlas hitting a blockbuster off a springboard. These two really, really are top tier. Then again, we're not seeing much from the Cruiserweights right now because we're focusing on, of course, TakeOver. And I'm still waiting. Triple H, I'm calling you out real quick. I'm still waiting for the day you're going to put a Cruiserweight Championship on a TakeOver card, my man. Still waiting for it. TikTok. But beside that, I digress. I love this match. I honestly was in love with this matchup. The fact that they put it on so late on the night really showed importance. That's the way I see it at least. What was this? Co-main? What was this? Co-main? Yeah, this was literally the match before the main event. This was co-main. This was semi this was or as the Japanese say over there, the semi-final. This is the match for the main event, and they made—they literally—they literally turned it up. 
I was so happy with this matchup. And of course, Atlas will have his time. Atlas will have his time right, soon. Right now, it's it's Swerve's time to get a shot at the NXT North, at, I was gonna say North American Championship. The NXT Championship, not the NXT Championship, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, my apologies. But, um, yeah, these two, I would, I, this has so much replay value. If you're a Cruiserweight fan like me, this, you will know the importance of this match, how important this match will be going down the line. Seriously. The importance. I had to grab something. I'm sorry. The importance of this matchup, I think, down the line, will, will this will pay dividends for both of them. I think they're biding their time with Atlas right now because I think maybe, just maybe somewhere down the line, Atlas may be the one to take the championship away from Santos Escobar for Drake Maverick. I don't know. Um, I still say, right, I don't know what's going on with Kushida, but I still say the money match is Escobar versus Kushida. I will still say that until proven otherwise. But Scott getting the victory, of course, made made all the sense in the world. And we got a banger of a, of a cruiserweight division match out of it. And for that, I'm always impressed. And we will round out last week. And this, of course, we addressed the women's division. I think we'll be, we pretty much addressed everything. Main event, tag team, um, mid-card. And we, of course, get to talk about the ladies for a moment. Um, and this actually is a dig at AEW. And I don't normally try to go cross-brand with my shit, but AEW, you deserve this dig. And you're not going to like what I'm about to say. And honestly, you deserve it. Put a ball game on real quick. My apologies. My last point. Mercedes Martinez showed AEW what happens when you don't sign a top indie talent to your promotion. AEW... Cody Rhodes, Tony Khan, y'all dropped the ball with Mercedes. You had a proper, a former shimmer and shine champion in your promotion in the palm of your fucking hands and let her slip. Your loss, NXT's huge game. So much so, I'm already putting her in the mid tier of the women's division. It's rare that I ever upon a debut for any talent, period, put a talent past the low tier and place them in mid tier. But I've seen more than enough of Mercedes Martinez to know what she brings to the table. And we saw everything I needed to see. Not only is she part of the Robert Stone brand, which is just, that's light work, but, um, uh, uh, <laughs> in the, the entrance, money. The music, the theme song, money. They changed up everything. Her look, money. 
I love everything about the entrance and what she did. And now they gave Shotzi Blackheart a little bit of work, but Mercedes Martinez is too much. Way too much. She is, she is literally, now I guarantee you there will be comparisons to Shayna Baszler and that's perfectly fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings on that. But, um, yeah, even Shotzi Blackheart, it wasn't her, you know, it wasn't her night. And the second she hit that, uh, or as I like to call it, the spider suplex, a la Togi Makabe, it was pretty much ball game for Shotzi. It was absolute ball game. Of course, the spine buster started pretty much everything. Um, then, of course, the uh, spider super German suplex. And now, normally she would finish with a, with a fisherman's buster. But now she finished Homegirl with the Air Raid Crash. And I'm sure we'll get a name for that very, very soon. This was absolutely a wonderful debut. Now, I wouldn't even say debut, personally, for Mercedes. She's been in WWE before, but never in NXT. And for a prop, this was a proper NXT debut, uh, as I would always say, for any new talent. But... It's a little bit different with Mercedes Martinez because we've seen what she can do. We've seen what they can, we've seen what she can do in the Mae Young Classic. Of course, she went over to AEW, doing some things over there. It was it, it was looked to be that she was going to sign with AEW, and I was like, yeah, you kind of need Mercedes Martinez in your division. And somehow, some way, AEW let her slip, and now she's going to be in NXT and have already put her in the mid tier rarefied air for one Miss Martinez. Again, it's a rarity I put any talent in a mid-tier. But I know what she can do. I know what she's capable of. She's got the skills to pay the bills. For real. It's as real as it gets. And she is easily a solid blue chip prospect for the NXT Women's Division. Garrett, I will... I'm, and of course, y'all know how I always do. I give my potential. She's got all the potential in the world. I believe she's pushing 40, if I'm not mistaken. She's like 38, 39. Um, and doesn't even look it. Which is always a plus. Because um, I think Baszler's around about to push 40. And she's 39. And she still goes like she's in her 20s. And I've seen her compete on Strike Force. And she's, yeah, she's a beast. So is Martinez. Martinez can go with the best. I, she has so much... The potential she has in WWE is astounding. And I think she will be part of the next new wave uh, for the division. I can see her against the Yim. I can see her against the LeRae, against the Kai, against a Ripley. Oh my, a Ripley. Oh my, oh, damn. Oh my, mommy. Oh my God. Ripley Martinez, give me that. Put that in the wish list right now. Rhea Ripley, Mercedes Martinez. That's takeover worthy. That's a takeover match. I I would want that. Tegan, Raquel, give me all that. But I think her money match, before she even thinks about getting a title shot, is Rhea Ripley. Now, as far as when I think she would start putting her in title contention... Or is 2021's coming up. 
And normally I would say right after WrestleMania, but I'm going to stick it a little bit longer. Now, I don't think they'll put her on TakeOver 30 because they pretty much already have everything established and I know they're going to go with Ty versus uh, Shirai. We'll discuss that in the next segment. But, um, War Games, maybe a TakeOver debut match. Then we have January, of course, if they decide to do a, well, January, obviously January, February, around that time. Maybe she gets another match in the card. Who knows? Uh, WrestleMania, I think she's not ready for that. I would say she'll have maybe get two in, get two two takeover matches in before she starts getting into title contention. I would honestly say by if they decide if they have a June pay per view, June takeover next year, I'd say by that time that's when we start putting her in title contention. If, they, if NXT has a June pay per view, if, if they have a takeover in June, that's when you start putting her in title contention. Then you get to take over next year, whenever they do their SummerSlam weekend for 2021, and I think that's when you give her the shot. I am literally giving, and I've given her a full year, and usually it's fucking worth it. I am going to give Mercedes Martinez a full calendar, a full year, not a full calendar year, a full year, close to a full year before we start seeing her in title contention. I'm usually, I'm not saying I'm good with this. But for the most part, it kind of works out. It kind of, you just got to time it. I could see her having her take over debut in November for War Games. I could see it easily. Maybe in the women's, maybe in a women's um, War Games match. Possibly. I don't know. If they decide to bring that back, um, I'd be all for that. Um, so on Survivor Series weekend. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe another match in January. I don't know. Maybe that might be her take over debut. And then maybe you start building towards Ripley and Martinez maybe sometime in January. January, February. I would say WrestleMania hold off. June 2021. If they have a if they have a takeover special, start putting her in, in contention. Start putting her in contention. And maybe by SummerSlam weekend next year, she starts she starts gunning for that NXT women's championship. She's worth it. She could be top tier in a she could be top tier in a year. I've already put her in mid-tier. And we're only one week in. But I know what she can do. And I know what she's capable of. And for the rest of the division, watch the fuck out. This division got just even just even that much more competitive. I promise you that. Well, that's gonna conclude last week. When we come back from our break, we're actually going to take a break here. Um, we're actually going to talk about what's going to be going on this week and get you primed and ready for tomorrow night's episode of NXT. And dare I say, NXT, when it's takeover season, they they just, they, it's it hits different. It just hits different. And the card I'm seeing has a lot of prospects, a number one contenders match, and a tag team title match that yeah, boy loves to see for episode 237 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back with 
episode 237 of the YLB podcast. Of course, talking about last week, this week, and now in this segment of the program, we get to talk about this week. But before we get into that, want to take time out? Talk about our Patreon over on patreon.com slash Radio. Now, for the most part, we all know in 2020, 17 cents gets you jack shit. 17 cents doesn't even get you a drop of gas. Trust me, I used to have I have a little bet. 17 cents will not get you nothing. Maybe just a sprinkle, sprinkle of gas. Won't even get you a piece of bazooka gum at the convenience store. Not even an ice cream truck. That costs you like 50 nowadays. But for 17 cents a day, you can actually get exclusive access to a couple things over on our Patreon. Let me explain. For 17 cents a day, you can be part of an exclusive Patreon group chat. Yes, we do have a group chat over on our Patreon. The second you join, the second you get to join our group chat, where we have a lot of fun over there. We get to talk about, of course, professional wrestling, uh, life things, uh, accomplishments, all that good stuff. We had a bit of trivia over the past few weeks with Mr. Nate himself. And um, so it was always fun to have a, a little trivia. I actually got one of them right. I felt good about myself. Still haven't gotten, still, I don't think anybody got the answer yet about when did Mr. When did, uh, William Real win the King of the Ring. Um, but yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. Trying to put if I knew, oh man, I'm trying to figure out what, I don't know if anybody got it right or not, but um, yeah, if you do, if you know, happen to know, hey, send us a voice message over on anchor.fm slash radio. Now, be sure to let Nate know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you get to be a part of the group chat, and you get to talk to all the members of Wrestle Addict Radio, including myself, which is very fantastic, because I'm on there from time to time. Um, I'm not on there as often, because I'm doing three shows a week, of course, working, and all that good stuff, so yeah, but I, when I'm in there, hey, it's a good time. We always have a good time over there. We talk about the pay-per-views. Uh, some of y'all, some of you guys, and of course, I want to make sure I shout out all the, our patrons that I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, Gene, Jermaine, of course, my man, my man across the pond, um, Slack, Kavita, and all the other patrons that have joined in on the movement. Also for 17 cents a day, you get... To hear exclusive shows you will not be able to hear on Wrestle Addict Radio programming. Shows like Love and War, uh, hosted by King Ricky Rose and Kate Murphy as they talk about the trials and tribulations of dating in uh, 2020. And also dating as a not only a professional wrestling fan, but as a professional wrestling podcaster as well. I think it's a great show. And a very good insight into um, how we, as professional wrestling fans, date. <laughs> because it is quite interesting. when I'm talk- If I ever talk to a girl, it's like, oh, you want- you still watch professional wrestling? That's cool. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But, yeah. It's- I think it's a great show. It's- it definitely gives you a little bit of insight on both sides of the spectrum for uh, Kate and for uh, Ricky to talk about. Also, Francis Fame 5. Where it's pretty self-explanatory. Mr. Fretz himself goes over a certain topic and goes over his fave five insert topic wherever you please. Uh, his most recent episodes have been, of course, top five in your house shows, uh, in your house pay per views, uh, women's wrestlers, uh, Ultimate X match, Slammiversary, I think was the most recent one. I think he did a most recent one um, that he, made, he had to make up for. Uh, I believe he said it was 22. 
but he made it 23 by accident, so he's making up for it. But yes, the, uh, and if you join Patreon today, the newest episode of the, uh, Francis Faye 5 just came out, I believe, over the weekend. So make sure you check that out. I haven't checked that out as yet, uh, as of yet. So, but uh, but if you decide to join Patreon, you get to check that out immediately when it drops. Also, you get to hear the Secret Files podcast hosted by, well, me, um, where you do not know what the topic is until you press play. Yes, it is is a. Uh, it comes from an old um, segment I used to do back in the uh, early uh, YLP days. Um, it's just something, you know, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to be a little bit different. So I figured, hey, why not do a show called The Secret Files? And you're not going to know the topic until you press play. So now we're making that. Now it is a Patreon exclusive show. And I do have one coming up in the month of August. I do have a special guest joining me. And on a certain topic that both I, I can't even do I can't even do the gender ah but um this particular person and I agree on wholeheartedly and uh, we have we got some things to talk about I've been an advocate for this certain topic for quite some time and this topic really means a lot to me and this person and I in particular are really amped and ready to go we've had a couple of weeks to. Um, survey the landscape of this particular topic and it has not come up to par so I feel it is a call to arms between this person and myself and we are going to talk about this particular topic and it is going to be quite fun and that will be coming out in the month of August for sure also I think this is the biggest one 17 cents a day gets you an exclusive code that you cannot get Anywhere else, I can't tell you what it is. I know the code, but I can't tell you what it is because you're not part of Patreon. But that exclusive code can get you 15% off every single time you go to our Teespring stores, and that's gone, and check out. Every single time you use that code, 15% off your entire purchase. Can use that towards the new face mask for the YLP movement, and also make sure you get you some uh, premium women's V-neck sweaters, V-neck shirts. My bad, my apologies. Still getting used to it. But if you go on my Teespring store right now, and you're a patron, fifteen percent off right now. If you if you are a part of Patreon and you know the exclusive code, all that literally for seventeen cents a day. Queen of $5 a month. And the only way to get all of that is to go over to patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio. $5 a month? Shit, $5 is a cup of coffee at Starbucks. And personally, not a biggest fan of Starbucks, but I am am a fan of knowing 17 cents a day can get me so, so much. Patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio. Consider becoming a patron today. And as I always say, always accepted never expected let us get into this what's going to be going down this week for the black and gold standard so of course y'all know last word on prowrestling.com oh that's a big announcement and congratulations to kimberly for signing to uh impact wrestling that just made the division out a little bit better i like that i'm a fan of kimberly 
and she's quite adorable. And she again, she go and I believe she is married to Zachary Wentz, uh, and they're an adorable couple. So congrats! So congrats on her to joining uh, Impact Wrestling. I know I don't talk about Impact Wrestling a lot because there's so much wrestling going on during the week, and me doing three shows, as insane as it does sound, uh, there's just so much going on that I kind of can't stay strictly to where I what I know, my bread and butter, all that good stuff. And I will be doing G1 Climax coming this fall. So that's going to be fun. Can't wait. But enough of that. Let us get into this week. What's going to be going down? What are we going to be talking about? Let's go over to last word on ProWrestling.com and preview NXT. This is from Scott Edwards. NXT looks to continue its rising success this week with a high number of high-profile matches, including an NXT Tag Team Championship match, a number one contenders match, and a special qualifying triple threat. Here's the preview. Damian Priest versus Oni Lorkin versus Ridge Holland. Oni Lorkin has been showing what he can do in two brutalizing matches with Timothy Thatcher over the last month, and now it will pay off as he has a chance to qualify for the NXT North American Championship ladder match. Ridge Holland will be making his NXT debut after a successful run in NXT UK and brings plenty of uncertainty and interest to this one as well. All eyes, however, will be on Damian Priest, who has been chasing the title for some time now and really has his best opportunity Wednesday to capture it. This could be a sleeper in terms of fun matches. Now, y'all know how how much I love me some Damian Priest. Man can go. Y'all know how much I love Oni Lorcan. Man can go. I've never seen Rich Holland in NXT UK. I unfortunately fell off of NXT UK before I could see Rich Holland's debut. So I do not know what this man is all about. And, I, and y'all know I love me some NXT UK. I used to cover NXT UK heavy in 2018, going into 2019. Unfortunately, I stopped getting into it um, more so. It sucks because I would have loved to get into the swing of things with NXT UK. But unfortunately... Uh, my work schedule really kind of fucked up things with that, so I wasn't able to watch it and then, you know, get notes in and then be able to do shit. So, unfortunately, I fell off a little bit, and I'm literally stuck in 2019, I think. Yeah, mid, mid-spring mid 2019. I, I, would, I would literally have to win the lottery and um, just never have to work ever again in order to watch get caught up on everything NXT UK. And I would literally have to watch it consecutively for months in order to get caught up in everything that NXT UK. But um, I saw his vignette over um, earlier today and I like what I saw. And let me see what Rich, I'll see if they have it. Yeah. So he says, growing up in Yorkshire, England, you either go to jail or you find a way out. My way out was built on malice, forged on the rugby field. I was too violent. Just ask anyone I've been on the field with or in the ring with. They don't leave the same. NXT, this is your warning. Ridge Holland is coming for the North American Championship. And they had this vignette looking clean. Um, I like this dude's stocky. And if you've ever watched a single second of rugby, you know how those boys get down. No pads, lower the shoulder. Take either you're taking it, either get hit, or you take, or you're gonna get. Oh, oh, we got your ass, got him, tagged him out. Um, or you're gonna get rocked. 
And I've seen more than enough rugby to know that you can get rocked. And from what I saw with Rich Holland, boy looked like he can rock some heads. So I'm really curious to see his entrance. I'm curious to see how he gets down and to see how he gets how how, how he meshes well with uh Priest and Oni. They're not he's not wrong in saying this is this could be a sleeper. This is a sleeper match, and this should not be slept on. I do have Damian Priest moving on to the North American Championship ladder match and take over 30, but I know Oni Lorgan's gonna go he's gonna put up a fight. And I know Rich, and I have a feeling Rich Holland is going to lay the wood on Priest and Lorkin. Just looking at the picture, he looked like he could whoop your ass. And this is why I don't fuck with nobody like that. Because I don't know what you're capable of. And I ain't going to step up to Rich Holland and be like, you a bitch. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, 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 no. See, yes, I talk shit. Yes, I am loud. Yes, I am brash. Yes, I am brazen as fuck. And I am unapologetic. And that's something you got to deal with. But I also know who to fuck with and who not to fuck with. And I ain't fucking with Rich Holland. With a name like Rich Holland, he is not a man I want to meet in the dark alley anytime past 3 a.m. Shit, even 11, even 8.30 p.m. Shit, I don't give a fuck. Uh-uh, we ain't doing that. No, sir. No, we're not doing that. Uh-uh, I'm trying to live. I value my life. <laughs> so we ain't going to do that. I do have Damian Priest winning, but I'm I'm gonna be my eye will my eye will be on Rich Holland when I watch this matchup. I want to see how Mans gets down. I want to see his I want to see the entrance. I think his, I have that feeling his entrance is gonna be dope as fuck. And if he fares well, don't be surprised if he starts getting a bit of a run over on NXT. We have a number one contenders match between Dakota Kai. And Rhea Ripley. This one has been in the works for a while now. This one has been in the works for a while now. Dating back to NXT TakeOver War Games late last year. For those who may not recall, it was Dakota Kai who changed her attitude that night by taking out her one-time best friend, Tegan Knox, Leaving Rhea Ripley's team down not one, but two women. Of course, no harm, no foul as Ripley went on, her, on to continue her hot streak and win, but since then, it has almost been a downward spiral. On Wednesday night, she had a chance to change it all as she takes on Kai to be crowned the number one contender for Io Shirai's NXT Women's Championship and go on to NXT TakeOver 30. Kai has been working her way to the title, and it seems to be the perfect fit, but Ripley needs to turn it around soon. Wednesday could be that night. I could honestly see, and I've been, I've been saying it from jump, Ever since EO won the championship. Now, Tegan winning and basically the Great Maker Bash, that turned out very well. Very good match. But I said, Dakota Kai needs that shot. And I love me some Rhea Ripley. Y'all know that. Y'all know I love me some Rhea Ripley. But right now, Dakota Kai's got the hot hand. And you don't mess with the hot hand. If it's working, don't fix it. Shirai vs. Kai is the match that needs to go down and take over 30. Ripley will be back in the swing of things in terms of title contention soon enough. But right now, I'd say let's go with some new shit. Let's go with a little bit of new blood. They're going for the NXT Women's Championship. And I say Shirai versus Kai is, the, is for my money, the matchup I want to see at TakeOver 30. Ripley will get her shot maybe soon. But... 
I think there's more for Ripley to do outside. Like I said in the last segment, Mercedes Martinez. Um, then right now, and here's how. Here's why I say Ripley Martinez. Think of it. When Robert Stone tried to get Ripley to join the Robert Stone brand, it turned into a handicap match between Robert Stone and Aaliyah versus Rhea Ripley. Um, we all know what happened with that. What better way to get back at Ripley than by having Martinez go after Ripley? Think about it. It all comes together, doesn't it? Let's follow the bouncing ball. It honestly works perfectly. It really does. And I would say, and that's why I say, Ripley Martinez may be a match that we need to explore. Maybe something we need to explore somewhere down the line. The NXT Tag Team Championship is going to be on the line, and an old rivalry sparks up one more time as Imperium, the team of Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner, team up to take on the Undisputed Era's Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Kyle O'Reilly returns to in-ring action for the first time since March 11th as he teams with longtime partner Bobby Fish take on Imperium's Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Bartel and Eichner's run as champions has been rather lackluster, as they won the titles and almost immediately disappeared from television. Last week in their return, they were attacked by the Undisputed Era leading to this big title match. Considering O'Reilly's track record for these types of matches, there's a real chance we can see and and new following Wednesday night. I don't know if I can agree with that statement. Now, he is right in saying once Barcel and, uh, Bartel and uh, Eichner won the championships, they kind of went away for a while. I mean, it does suck. I mean, it, it was a good thing because of the fact that Riddle and Thatcher got to face each other in the, in the fight pit, in a pit fight, which, honestly, we needed that. But also... NXT didn't do themselves a bit of a service by building up contenders either. Yeah, we have Brizongo. Yes, we have Lorcan and Birch. Everise, don't care. Um, you're an handsome talent. Into share, Ugh. of course, with the whole uh, leak John by Saroff, kind of fucked up things a little bit for the team. Hopefully, they get back into swinging things as well, and um, we get to see them in an NXT ring soon because. Your boy loves himself some in the share. And I do miss Lee, I do miss Malcolm Bivens as well, because that motherfucker is a troll. But um Honestly, I don't know if we're gonna see a new tag new tag team champions. I don't know if we're gonna see new tag champs on Wednesday. I could be wrong, but I think right now Imperium really needs to retain those championships. But the thing is, though, what does that mean for TakeOver 30 with a tag team title match? I smell shenanigans going down. By who, by who, I don't know. By what it could be, I don't know. But I think this match will carry over into 30. This match will not have a decision. I think it gets to a point where either it's a disqualification or a double countout. This the last time we saw any of these these four guys come in the ring together was Worlds Collide, and that match was a straight up banger. So much so that it could be a possible top ten match of the year candidate. We'll find out in December, of course. 
But um, yeah. I see no re. I don't know. I, I really don't see Imperium losing those belts just yet because they just had them for a little bit. But I'd say some shenanigans are going to happen, and we're going to see this match again at Takeover Thirty for the NXT Tag Team Championships. At that point, maybe we see new tag champs, but I don't know. Um, they also have uh, not announced but expected. Adam Cole continues to prove why NXT is still undisputed, the undisputed territory, undisputed era's territory, and of course the continuation. Excuse me, of the Karrion Cross Keith Lee rivalry. Honestly, I'm I cannot wait for NXT this coming week. Um, y'all know, of course, y'all know, of course, last week, this week, I don't watch it usually until the day before. They actually they have show, but um. I would not be surprised if, you know, and of course, let me just close my laptop because I'm pretty much done with the episode. I'm going to be curious to see what goes down this week. I'm quite excited. You know, given those three matches alone, that that that's pretty much enough for me to say, yeah, it's going to be a good show. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. Um, I think the Kai Ripley match is going to be really done really well. Uh, of course, Undisputed Era Imperium, going back to their rivalry back in January. I'm excited for that. Rich Holland debut in NXT. I'm going to keep an eye on that. That's what you should really be keeping on. That's going to be your X-Factor of the night. Rich Holland's debut. His entrance and how he fares well against two guys in Priest and Lorcan that can both go. And both can handle business in the ring. I say it's going to be another solid night of uh, programming for NXT, and I'm excited to see what goes down on the black and gold standard. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 237 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 238 coming going down this Friday night. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, y'all. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 237 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. Hey! The world! Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. As always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, concerns, opinions, if you just want to say hello, shoot the shit. Sound off, y'all. Let your voice be heard. This is the Wild Universe after all. Leave your voice message on anchor.fm slash young lions perspective and over on anchor.fm slash wrestle addict radio. Planning on leaving a voice message over on wrestle addict radio side of things. Make sure you put YLP in the title of your voice message to make sure that you're talking to me personally. And if I like what you bring into the table, no matter what, I will have no problem. Your message on a future episode of the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media, your Instagrams, your Facebooks, the Twitters. 
Facebook Messenger, perfect way to send it across. Sliding your friends' DMs, LinkedIn, um, Hinge, Tinder. Put it in a Tinder bio. I don't care how you do it. Send it through a text message if you have to. All right. Same way. Works all the way. All that good stuff. Hell, send it through Snapchat. All right. Send it through your Snapchat. All good over there as well. All's well that ends well. Eat the flow. All right. So much technology going on. All this good stuff. Spread the word about the YLB movement. Make the YLB bigger. Because in these unprecedented times, we here at Sympathetic Radio are here for you. We're here for you to find solace after a hard day's work. And if you're ever, you know, a bit lazy or you just, you know, want to listen to something fantastic, we are here for you. Because with YLB Podcast, the uh, Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and of course, the Light Show with Man Chappelle. We here at Sympathetic Radio are not only the cure for the common wrestling podcast, we are then, now, and forever, 100% without a shadow of a doubt, alternative professional wrestling podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the anchor app, and that's perfectly fine, not hurt my feelings whatsoever. Everybody out here has a favorite app platform that they like to use to listen to their podcast on a daily basis. That's perfectly fine. We at WrestleMatic Radio do not discriminate you using different apps to check out our stuff. But if you think for one dang second that we are all simply just about ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, I want to thank all of y'all who are listening to this episode of the YLP Podcast over there. And Anchor.fm, my friend, you are sadly mistaken. You've already lost the argument. It bees with a beast. But... If you're looking for the Wildly Podcast, Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Game Dreamer Podcast, and the Light Show with Man Chappelle on other platforms, you can find those, these podcasts across several different platforms, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, Castbox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the YLB Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and of course, the Light Show with Man Chappelle across all these different platforms. You should have no problem finding them whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast, do not hesitate to find me over on my social media. I'm very active on there, and for the most part, as much as possible. And um, if you want to find me over on the Twitters, your side over in Twitterland, I can be found over there at Suede Senator War. That's S U E D E S E N A C O R capital W capital A capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night. SmackDown Live every Friday night, unless I have a prior engagement to attend to, in which I will be letting you guys know on my Twitter over there that I will not be live tweeting for the evening. Um, it bees what it be sometimes, and sometimes I have things to take care of. It's called Life. It bees with a piece. Every WWE live pay-per-view, and I will be live tweeting for SummerSlam on August 23rd. And I'm hearing rumblings about it possibly being in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And if that's the case, well, Jersey, we got a SummerSlam to fuck with. Um, but if not, I understand. But that's the rumor that I'm hearing right now, and I'll be quite excited to hear if we can get that one in Atlantic City. Would I attend? No. 
I like I like the convenience of my own home, and I like to know that I don't have to pay fourteen dollars for a beer. Ha 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 ha. Um, every AEW live pay per view, and I will be live tweeting for all out on September fifth. Every NXT and NXT UK takeover special. Uh, of course, August twenty second, we got NXT takeover thirty, which is going to be a banger of a takeover special. With the way they've already started uh, building towards takeover. And from what I'm still hearing, NXT UK TakeOver is taking place in October. I have not heard anything else other than that. And I'm praying to the wrestling gods that we do get that for sure. And of course, y'all know New Japan is back in the swing of things. They just had their Someone Struggle shows. Uh, and I heard that uh, Yuji Nagata and uh, Minoru Suzuki had an absolute banger of a matchup. Something I may want to check out in the, the, this coming week. But yes, I do live tweet from time to time with New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. When it's 3.30 in the morning, I went to the bathroom, and I can't go back to sleep because, well, my sleep pattern sucks. Um, <laughs> happens to everybody. I'm not the only one. I promise you that right now. But yet, yeah, you can find me on all that over on my Twitter. If you want to follow me over on my Instagram, I can be found there at young underscore lions underscore perspective memes, updates, in case you missed it. Breaking news every once in a while, and uh, 60 second thought videos talking about what may be going on during a pay per view. If there's something I like, don't like, or got really, really pissed off at. Um, again, if you have any pro wrestling memes that you think are fire, and I want you to bring your best, DM me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective on my Instagram. And if I like what you bring to the table, I will have no problem, you know admiring your excellence and give you a moment of magnificence tag every single person in the wrestle addict radio squadron and uh you get a shout out in my caption so i definitely want i uh, had that you know interaction with you guys show love all the love in the world from me to you from you to me uh like i said send your best pro wrestling memes let me see what you've got if you want to find me over on Facebook, and yes, I still have a Facebook, even though I kind of wanted to delete it about six months ago, but since I'm interactive on there, I still have a page there, I cannot. But if you were looking to find me over on Facebook, search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Um, like the page, follow the page, share the page with your friends. We are over 100 followers over there, and I appreciate every single one of y'all for following the page. Much love and respect to every single one of y'all. Um, also, keep it, keep a note that all my Instagram posts immediately link over to my Facebook, so what you see on Instagram, you can also see on my Facebook, if you're on Facebook and you're searching it at that time. All my all the stories, all the stuff over there, everything over there, linked to my Instagram, so you're getting everything on there as well as Facebook if you're trying to look for uh, like that. Follow me on one of these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. I'm going to look over to the judges to ensure that I fulfill my obligations in terms of everything for this evening's episode. Looking over at the Netherlands this evening, looking at the Dutch, seeing us all good, and I am good to go. So, this Friday night, y'all know, we're going to kick off the weekend in proper YLP fashion. With a brand new episode of Light the Fuse and break down what will be going down tomorrow night for AEW Dynamite. I'm excited to see what they're going to be bringing to the table. I have no idea what the card is going to be. Um, I know I talked about it on Sunday's episode. I don't, I talked about it briefly on Sunday's episode, but um, I'm quite excited to see what they're going to do on 
tomorrow night. I'm excited. You should be as well because, as we all know, Wednesday is always the best night of professional wrestling during the week. Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday evening. If you're catching this on Wednesday, enjoy your Wednesday. And I'll see you guys right back here this Friday night for episode 238 of the YLP Podcast. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.